Hey everyone, Damon here, and welcome to the Church Home Parenting Podcast. This is a place where we sit down and have a conversation about topics and issues that matter the most to you as parents. And if you've been a mom or a dad longer than three and a half seconds, you will know personally how important it is to set and maintain healthy boundaries with our kids. I can remember our daughter was about three years old, and I was sitting at work one day, and all of a sudden, my cell phone rings. I see it's my wife, so I'm super excited because I'm pretty sure she's going to call me just to tell me how much she loves me and how great I am. So when I pick up the call, I'm shocked to hear my wife sobbing on the other line. And behind her sobs, I can hear this thud and crying. Well, come to find out that Christine has been involved with the two-hour battle of wills with our tiny blonde pigtailed daughter. And it has now degenerated to the point where she has our daughter trapped in her bedroom because there wasn't any locks on the bedroom doors. She's holding on to the door handle as our daughter is pounding and screaming on the other side of the door trying to get it open. And then with her other hand, she's holding on to the cell phone talking to me. And in that moment, I realized, oh my word, we have got to figure out how do we handle situations where our daughter and our kids disobey? Kids are going to push boundaries. But the opportunity that we have as parents is to set boundaries that are going to set our kids up for success. And so I am so excited to have Leon and Donna Sandberg with us today. You guys, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you yeah, for thanks, having Damon. us. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your family. Let's see. We um, have three kids, and they are um, adults at this point. So Kylie is our oldest. She's 27. Eric is 25. And Kelsey is 22. Did I get the, the ages wrong? <laughs> is Kelsey, is Kylie 28? Oh. Hey, one of the toughest things is to remember your kids' birth dates <laughs> under pressure. But whenever they were born, you still have three. Yes, we do. Okay. And <laughs> right, Donna? Yes, that's, that's correct. So Leon and Donna are pastors here at Church Home. And for the sake of full disclosure, Leon was my first boss. When I came on staff here over 14 years ago, I became Leon's secretary. That's exactly, that's how I prefer to term it. Yeah, that's, that's right. Really I tried good. to call myself an admin and he wouldn't let me. No, you're my secretary. <laughs> so, so Leon and I got to work together for a number of years. Leon and Donna were the original church kids pastors. So started the kids ministry here at Church Home and have gone on to do a myriad of other things. And uh, Leon is now an elder and Donna is a part of our leadership experience program here. And honestly, two of Christine and I's heroes. Aww. And we have done our absolute best so to pattern ourselves after your guys' lives. Wow. Yeah. So anytime somebody compliments us on our parenting, um, we don't give you any credit. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's the way, <laughs> way it should to go. Be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So today, talking about boundaries mm -hmm. and this whole idea of how do we as parents set and then uphold boundaries for our kids? Because everybody knows that they're a good idea, right? Yeah. So the concept is, I think, agreeable in everybody's mind. 
But when it comes to actually walking that out, it can be a lot trickier. Oh, yeah. So maybe talk a little bit about your guys' experience as parents in, in your family, setting boundaries, and what that looked like when you were first married and first becoming parents. Yeah, it's, um, isn't it crazy? You have your firstborn and then another one, and for, in our case, you know, um, three now. But with each one of them, this baby comes into your life and you just love them and adore them and you lean into them and you're all about them. And all the while, as a parent, our whole purpose and our whole goal is to get them to be self-governed and to be independent from us, you know? So we're with them and we're this wonderful little unit. We're having such a great life all together. But the whole time, it's so that they'll leave us one day, you know? <laughs> and I think um, when, you, when you think of boundaries, that's what I think of, is that really we're raising our kids to be self-governed one day and independent from us. So if I'm really going to um, do that, uh, if they're going to be independent and self-governed one day, um, boundaries are a critical part of that, you know? Right. Right. I think it all comes down to having the right mindset before we just go talking about one, two, three, four, five, and these are the boundaries mm -hmm. that we set. I think sometimes parents are, you know, you're in the throes of it, and there's this desperation, and just give me some points, and what can I do? And so to step back and kind of go big picture is a little bit harder, but that's really where we have to come from, because in setting boundaries, we're looking at we are not owners, but we're stewards of these people that God has given mm -hmm. us. That's and good. like Leon said, we're, we're training them and equipping them and loving them so that they can be strong people um, and do what God has called them to do. So in talking about boundaries, you have to step back and you have to get that mindset first so that what you do implement can be from the right perspective. Yeah. It's, it's a great thought, Donna, in that understanding the why behind the what when it comes to boundaries is so important specifically because they're so freaking hard right. to maintain. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it's it's not mm -hmm. easy. And parenting is not for the faint of heart. Mm -hmm. And I know everybody <laughs> listening right now is immediately thinking about their own personal situation yeah. and things that they're dealing with probably this morning before <laughs> right. they sent the kids <laughs> off to school. And mm -hmm. all of us as parents mm -hmm. want the best for our kids. And we have this desire to have our children grow up to be self-governed and independent and, and kind, strong, mm -hmm. yes. intellectually sharp, confident kids who love Jesus. Yes. And then you get into it and you'd settle for like not having your children <laughs> lose any limbs. And that's now your new, your new benchmark for success. And yeah. so, so maybe talk about that for a second on why is it as parents that it is so hard to maintain boundaries sometimes? Well, I think um, the consistency... Um, is is just a difficult thing, even in our own personal lives, you know, mm -hmm. diet and exercise, easy example, you know, that's, um, it's not an easy thing. And now you have to do that same thing for a bunch of, of youngsters on, on top of it all. But um, I think always going to the bigger picture and, and understanding that mm -hmm. um, it's delayed gratification. Mm -hmm. You know, if you miss out on an opportunity right now, um, when they're 15, it's going to be way, way worse. And just seeing down the road, 
Um, not a simple task at all because you're tired. You know, mm -hmm. you're in a store. It's so inconvenient to um, create those boundaries, but um, you got to do it. Um, I I'm so sorry. I don't remember the um, scripture reference. I think it's in Hebrews, but it says um, no discipline is pleasant at mm -hmm. the time, but actually it's it's painful. But then it says later on it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace. And if we can just stay strong as parents and kind of roll your eyes a little bit at the situation and go, oh, shoot, I'm into this show, and now I have to, now I have to go and, and deal with this whole thing, recognizing that down the road, it's, it does. Mm -hmm. It honestly, you know, it gets easier and easier. Um, it, it, it gets different as they get older, but... If you do things early on, it helps, you know, for mm -hmm. the long haul. It does. And uh, I think that's so true that when you're setting boundaries, even for your first child, if you have other children, they more likely follow suit because something's established. And now we don't mm. just have two people setting a boundary for one. We have two people and now we have a third that's kind of setting it for the next child. And then it's added to that. So then it becomes more of a way of life, yeah. you know. That's really so. good. I, I remember us when Kelsey, our third, was um, born. We um, we told we told the other kids that she's the firstborn of a family of four. So it's not it's not like you know she's our very firstborn, but um, she has kind of four parents in some ways. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, you mentioned uh, earlier, Leon, the idea of delayed gratification. Yeah, and I know for myself and. I'll speak on Christine's behalf as well, that um, I think one of the biggest challenges is the inconvenience yeah. of being consistent in maintaining those boundaries. So for whatever it is, like in our family, attitude is a big deal. Yeah. And, uh, and really attitude trumps everything else. Mm -hmm. And when you've got a two-year-old that is copping some serious attitude mm -hmm. in the car um, or in mm -hmm. the middle of the mall, mm -hmm. I mean, the, the temptation is just to ignore it. And right. before I had kids, I... I always judged the judge, parents yep, yep. that had tuned their kids out. So their kids are just going nuts. And you can just see this, this glaze, this thousand-yard stare on the parent's face. And I just would think to myself, oh, my gosh, that parent needs to get in and figure that out and take care of it. And then you have kids of your own. Yeah. And all of a sudden, something called empathy comes along. <laughs> and, and you realize, boy, if I disengage from this situation, or may, maybe it's my my child is having a battle of wills and they have decided to dig their feet in and they are not going to clean up their room. And there's something I want, something else I want to be doing. The temptation is just to go fine and then turn around and walk away Yeah, because it's easier in the moment. So, so maybe if you could talk about this idea of winning the battle and losing the war and that as a parent, the delayed gratification, it's not immediate for sure, but it comes later on in the sense of if we're willing to hold the line and be consistent when it's inconvenient, what that does in the hearts of our kids. I think everything comes back to a mindset, too, as a parent. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not parenting because it's an added thing of everything else I'm doing. I'm parenting because I'm called to this, and it's my first my first thing here. So when uh, something is taking place and it's needing my attention, I'm not saying, shoot, this is 
taking me away from something else. No, this is what I'm giving myself to. And again, when I have that mindset, um, do I do it right every time? No. And did I, did I react sometimes? Yes, I did. But overall, my thought process is I'm called to this yeah. and I'm called to building these young people and loving these young people. And so when I have that as a mindset, I don't look at this as a deterrent from my other life. I'm like, no, this is what I'm called to do. Yeah. Damon, you hit on so many amazing things, just even in your question, <laughs> that so were um, just such good truths. Yeah. Um, you, you, you talked about attitude. You do discipline for attitude. You know, you don't mm -hmm. discipline over spilt milk. Um, or when Kelsey hit my car, I'm not going to discipline her <laughs> for that. <laughs> but you do things that are just sort of um, accidents um, when they're younger, just childish mistakes. But um, attitude is a, a really big deal. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, that's, that's the heart and that's the root of the whole mm -hmm. issue. Mm -hmm. And if they can learn how to control their attitude, man, they can control their behavior in right. so many ways. Um, I just had a flashback to um, with with us. You know, so many parents would, I'm sure, even listening would use the the phrase "make a good choice" or um, um, "choose to be happy" or "change your attitude right now" and put a smile on your face. Those types of things. And um, when our kids had a, a good attitude, it, I remember sitting at the dinner table kid in the, the high chair, and we would play a game, and there's no, they haven't done anything wrong, but we're playing a game. Um, happy, sad. Happy, <laughs> sad. And so they'd put on this expression of happy with a big old smile and, and eyebrows lifted up and eyes up and stuff, and then we'd go sad. And then we'd show a sad face, and they'd just giggle because they thought it was so funny. But really what we're doing is we're practicing, guess what? You can choose to be happy, and you can choose to be sad. Um, when they have that bad attitude, though, and they're two years old um, in the store, I'm sorry, you got to leave the shopping cart. You just do, and you have to go to the car. You have to have that time out. You, you just do, because if you don't, it'll happen again and again and again. And it may happen again and again, but it won't happen again and again and again and again and again. Eventually, there's going to be fruit on the other side. Yeah. Um, train up a child in the way that they should go, and later on, they they will. They'll they'll turn out right, you know? So it, you just have to be consistent with the whole thing. I think the two keys to parenting are consistency and routine. Very good. That's such a bummer because they, it's so boring. <laughs> Give me Repetition. something else, you know, but it really is um, in those early years, especially consistency and Repetition. routine. Mm. Yeah. I know each of your guys' three kids are very different. Yeah. Personality, mm -hmm. sense of humor, and mm -hmm. um, every parent can say the exact same thing, that it's just crazy how you have, if you have more than one child, Two kids come out to the same parents, and they are hardwired different. Mm -hmm. So how did you, as parents, have to adjust how you set and then upheld the boundaries for the unique way that each of your kids were wired? Because, you know, discipline and boundaries can't be a cookie-cutter solution. Um, it's not a, a set-it-and-forget-it type of a thing. It really does require... Um, thought and prayer and, and all of that. But, but what did that look like for you guys in your home? 
Wow, to even go back again, I just have to go big picture every time. But I'm just thinking about when you're working with your kids, um, we're just as needy of help as they are. And when parents um, recognize the grace that we need from Jesus for our own lives, and there's that humility um, in our own lives, we can go ahead and it, it softens us toward what our kids need. And when our kids feel our hearts, and that we're with them and for them, even technically if some things are a little bit different for each child, um, they the love is the same. The heart for them is the same. The desire for them is the same. And that's what they're receiving even more than all of the technical details. That's really good. That's really good. I, I think of even um, for us recognizing that they are wired differently. Um, we even chose a different school for our kids. Our, um, our, we had them in one school that was kind of college prep and that w- that fit. Um, they're, they're all good students and stuff, but um, that fit their personality, especially our, our oldest. Um, but then once she was graduated, we chose a different school, especially for our son. I felt like um, he needed a bigger pond you know, um, you can be a, a big fish in a small pond, but you just needed a, a bigger pond for him to be able to grow. And recognizing <clears throat> where they're at and what their strengths and weaknesses are, um, making um, changes that are sort of customized for them. For um, for one of our kids, we they didn't need a curfew, you know. It was just kind of on the inside of them. Um, for um, Kelsey and Eric... Uh, we did put down curfews because they had violated some of those standards and stuff, you know. It's just a little bit different, you know, in using um, using different techniques, I think, for each child. Which gets to this whole idea of, like, finding your child's currency. Yeah. In that, you know, each of your kids is going to respond to a different type of motivation. And one of the, the joys and challenges of parenting is going on that treasure hunt to find out what currency is my child going to respond to the best. And then creating the boundary and the discipline around the unique needs and motivations for that child. And I remember, you know, for us as parents when we were first starting, um, you try different things and they don't work and you're like, we're failing as parents. And what we didn't realize was we were actually in the middle of a treasure hunt and we hadn't really come across Kaylin, our daughter's currency. And when we found it, all of a sudden she started responding because we were meeting her where she needed to be met at versus demanding that she come to us. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, if, if we've learned anything, and boy, we sure made a lot of mistakes along the way, um, is that as parents, God's leading us. And, and here's the encouragement Absolutely. is that, you know, the Bible says that the steps of the righteous are ordered. And I really do believe that that applies to our kids and that if we ask Jesus to step into the middle of our families and if we ask him to step into the middle of our parenting, he does. And then he leads us to where we need to be in that moment for that particular child. So and, good. you know, um, having the privilege of getting to live life with the two of you and, and, to be able to sit here and to know you in a way that probably most people listening don't, mm-hmm. I have had a front row seat to see the fruit of your guys' parenting. Yeah. 
Hmm. And to see the, 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 the man and the women of God that you get to call your daughters hmm. and your son is, it's, it's nothing short of impressive. And, and so listening to you guys share and talk about your journey and your trials and your errors and all of that is, uh, it's, it's amazing because it's produced the fruit hmm. that I think everybody would want. And uh, I love you guys a lot. Thank you. With my whole heart. So thank you so much for sitting down today and taking some time and sharing about your own journey. Um, It really does mean a lot. Yeah. Thanks so much, Damon. Anything to be an encouragement. I couldn't have said it better myself because that's our goal is to be an encouragement to everybody that's listening. Now, every week we ask you to send in your questions and topic ideas. But I was thinking, I share all of my terrible stories with you of how I fail as a dad and how my kids fail, how about this? How about take a second and email me at parenting at churchhome.org stories about times your kids pushed boundaries and your kids tested the rules. Because guess what? I think I just want to laugh. And if you want to make sure that you hear these stories too, make sure that you click the subscribe button. It's been a great conversation today. And remember, you're not in this alone. We're on this parenting adventure together.